Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everybody. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. If you go to Mexico, what do they warn you about? Montezuma's Revenge. What's Montezuma's Revenge? Why do they call it that way? Well, Montezuma obviously was an old-school, pre-colonial ruler of Mexico. I, I can never remember if he was Aztec or Inca. I think he was Aztec, but don't hold me to that. The theory is Montezuma didn't like being displaced by the conquistadors and Hernando Cortez, and he still punishes tourists to this day by giving them stomach problems. Well, do you know what New Yorkers need to be on the lookout for this year? De Blasio's revenge. That's right. Even though de Blasio is out of office, even though he dropped out of the congressional race after a poor showing, he is still causing danger to the people of the city of New York. And this is something that you might not have heard much about. That's why I'm mentioning it. There are three city proposals that Mayor de Blasio put on the ballot this year. He appointed this sham charter revision commission called a racial justice commission to propose structural changes to the city charter to advance racial justice and equity and begin to dismantle racism. Let's very quickly look at these three questions. The first would add a preamble to the charter, which is basically the city's constitution, stating New York's vision of a just and equitable city and requiring City Hall to remedy past and continuing harms and reconstruct city foundations, structures, institutions, and laws to promote justice and equity. This is a lawyer's dream. It is so vague, and the fact that they're going to put this in the city charter is an invitation to have anybody that says the city is discriminating against them even slightly, or has discriminated against them even slightly, to give them an opportunity to sue. This is bogus. This will do nothing to help anyone except lawyers. The second ballot proposition would establish a racial equity office plan and commission, essentially to carry out the race-based goals of the preamble. Does anybody think that that is going to do anything to diminish racism? in this city, number one. And how much do you think this is going to cost, number two? And finally, the third proposal that New Yorkers will see on the ballot this year requires the city to calculate a supposed true cost of living by ignoring taxpayer support for housing, healthcare, food, transportation, etc. The goal is essentially to qualify more people for even more taxpayer-funded handouts. Now, this is a bureaucratic nightmare which has no place in the city charter. This should be done legislatively. And the city already leads almost the entire country in redirecting funds to the needy. This makes no sense. I'm going to be voting no on all three of these proposals, and I hope you will too. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 WBC. Local Spotlight. 
Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Moreno. Thanks for listening. The Buffalo Board of Education is doing something that I find very perplexing, very odd, and I couldn't even imagine only a few years ago, but I actually think this may soon become the norm, not only in other municipalities around the state, but I think maybe in other school districts around the country. The Buffalo Board of Education is moving towards a first in-state plan to pay parents who drive their children to school. Yes, you heard me correctly. The Buffalo School Board has approved this plan, excuse me, the Buffalo Board of Education has approved this plan to actually pay parents to drive their own children to school. Uh, Apparently, this is due to the school bus driver shortage, which we've talked about on the program before. It's a nationwide problem. The board now is considering whether or not to implement an $856,000 parent transportation reimbursement pilot program. The program would allow up to 15,000 parents in the district to earn 63 cents for every mile they drive when taking their children to and from school. So essentially, the Buffalo Board of Education is going to throw nearly a million dollars at this plan to pay parents, which really hasn't been proven. According to Larry Scott, who's a board member at large, less than 5% of respondents on their transportation survey would commit to driving their kids to school, even with the reimbursement. Now, on the other hand, and I get this mentality as well, Sharon Belton-Cotman, who's another board member, she said that not trying anything at all is unacceptable. I um, think the this is a shame. I think it's a shame that there's so much of a school bus shortage that uh, school districts are resorting to this kind of a thing. And maybe I'm missing something here, and I recognize you can't exactly snap your fingers and get bus drivers trained and certified and the like. But to me, it would seem like the better solution and the better use of a million dollars is to use that to hire more bus drivers and to get more buses to alleviate the bus driver shortage. Maybe I'm missing something major here. I probably am. But if you're going to invest public money, pay the bus drivers more and use that to recruit from other municipalities if you have to. We'll see where this goes. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morning, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Moreno. I often wonder how this generation is going to be remembered by future generations. What are people of this generation going to say they're proudest of? Well, at the rate we're going now, it's renaming everything. <laughs> I almost can't believe this is actually a news story, but it is. This comes to us from the state of New Jersey, which should more aptly be, con- call- be called the state of confusion. Hundreds of geographic features across the country, including mountains, rivers, and a local creek, were officially stripped of their pejorative names and given new ones by the federal government. All of the old names had the word squaw in them. Uh, the term feds say is an ethnic and sexist slur for indigenous women. Squawbrook, flowing south from the township of Wyckoff in Bergen County to the larger Mollyann Brook, is now called First Brook, according to a list of the new names 
on the website of the Geological Survey. The former Squaw Lake, a reservoir in the township of Medford in Burlington County, will be known as Flying Duck Lake. The name they picked was stupid. That is a quote from Mayor Randy George. First Brook, First Brook. That's their name. First Brook. This has got to be absolutely absurd. I mean, was this that big of a problem? Did we really have to rename all these brooks? I mean, things must be pretty good if this is what the focus of the federal government is at the moment. Uh, To me, this is a giant waste of time that does nothing to help anyone. Maybe I'm being naive here. Maybe if you're American Indian or the descendant of an, an indigenous person, maybe you really are irked by the term Squaw Brook and you think it's a lot better now that it's called uh, First Brook. I just can't understand it for the life of me. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. One more hour to go. Don't even think of touching that radio dial. Now, I am a mass transit guy. I do drive into work regularly now, but prior to working this shift, I always took mass transit in, and I took mass transit uh, just yesterday, uh, coming back from the uh, Tunnel to Towers race, and I like mass transit. I like taking the train. I like taking the bus, and it's how I prefer. My favorite way of getting around Manhattan is walking, but other than that, I prefer mass transit, and there was a big story yesterday about how transit advocates are rallying for six-minute bus and subway service all the time. So in the MTA's most recent customer survey results, riders expressed displeasure with all aspects of their trips, from safety, no surprise there, to wait times. Overall, subway user satisfaction was 48%. And there was this big rally yesterday where strap hangers rallied at Barclays Center, and the demand was simple. They want service every six minutes on all buses and all trains all the time. Now, I don't think this is practical, but but I do think this is a great thing to aspire to. They called it the countdown to six-minute service. This was an event organized by the local transit advocacy group, the Riders Alliance, who also called on Governor Kathy Hochul to invest $300 million into improving service. Now, one, I think a lot of New Yorkers, myself included, have become so skeptical about the mismanagement at the MTA that they're not convinced that that money is going to be used for more service. But I think this goal is a laudable one. And uh, they're saying they want even people like me who commute at odd hours to have to wait no more than six minutes. They're running a contest online. Uh, so if you want to tweet your worst story about waiting, use the hashtag six minute service and uh, they're going to pick a winner and give the winner a free 30 day Metro card. But as um, the MTA chairman, Jano Lieber, said on uh, Channel 2 this weekend, the real issue is economics. Can we afford it? I would love to add more service, but first we've got to solve the budget problem. Now, that's part of the reason why they are pushing for congestion pricing, but uh, I really think that we need a broader plan when it comes to how mass transit is not only funded in the city, but managed and organized. One of the things that I found really exciting is that Andy Byford, 
is moving back to the United States. I'd love to come see him, see him come back to our area in some capacity or another. State, state DOT commissioner, city DOT commissioner, head of the Port Authority. That's a guy that really struck me as having a lot of out-of-the-box ideas and a passion for mass transit. So I say to the Riders Alliance, as long as it doesn't result in me paying more to commute to work, I'm with you on this six-minute service goal. Beam me up! To be continued.